Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dave Noodles, and we are on the Type 88 Show, where we talk to people about how they turn their dreams into reality. She helps so many people. She gives lots of people great opportunities to share their passion. She's always looking out for everyone. She's a mom. She does so many amazing things. She 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 did it in something that's a miracle many times. And she's going to be sharing her, her stories with us. So, Lori Love, I want to welcome you to the Type 88 Show. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. That was such a nice intro. Like, that was very, very uh, gracious and welcoming. So, thank you for that. Oh, so, yeah. Of course. So, it, it's a combination I'm, of you being really I awesome. I don't take words <laughs> lightly. I appreciate that. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, and I know the conversation is going to just flow naturally. And I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to being able to play it back and hear the gems that are about to be dropped. <laughs> um, and to just share, you know, share my story. It's I have Gemini placements. I don't know if you follow astrology, but um, I'm not shy to talk. And, you know, once you get me talking and flowing about something I'm passionate in, <laughs> You know, the conversation is just going to take off. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you here. So let's bring it back a little bit. Maybe you could kind of tell us where you started. Where, where did you grow up? Well, I um, am somewhat of a nomad um, coming up. I was born in Florida and um, I lived there for a few years. And then my mother moved, my family moved to uh, Brooklyn and we kind of lived in a few of the boroughs and we landed on Staten Island when I was about seven or so. Um, and just some about Staten Island. Um, it's a story that I've shared with you, which is a perfect time to bring it up that um, when I first moved to Staten Island, you know, it's always a like a a notion that comes with Staten Island, like as being uh, as far as the other boroughs, like the forgotten borough, right? Like Staten Island's kind of whack, especially growing up uh, back in the day, it wasn't much to do here. Um, It wasn't as exciting or fast paced as the other boroughs. So, you know, coming from Brooklyn to Staten Island, I was like always like a little like, yeah, not ashamed, but a little bit like, oh, (laughs) I moved to Staten Island. Um, But then, you know, growing up, and really being able to see the creative culture out here and the community and how enriching, like there's real enriching history here. And knowing that and being able to have my family and have my two kids born here, you know, it's really changed my outlook on Staten Island. And I'm so fucking proud to be, oop, I'm so proud <laughs> to be a Staten Islander. Um, it's really just like, now it's it's not even like oh I'm from here or here or I was born here like now nah, I'm a Staten Islander you know, my family's here my roots are here so that's where I'm from. That's that's amazing. And you're definitely a reason why people aren't gonna forget about Staten Island, you know. And should just shout out to all the amazing creatives and business owners and artists that that all play a part in painting the bigger picture of the island and it's not always commercialized it's not what we see on tv or it's not blown up but but then there are a lot of publications that really highlight the creatives and um there's so many people playing their part and that's amazing so yeah shallon is quite a place to be 
Yeah. So you, you I'm were proud talking... of it. I rep it. I rep it easy now. It's 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 like it's home. So to be able to see home, be able to get the recognition finally, even if it's not like as televised, right? It's not like New York City, but it's still to be able to see some of the creatives make it to TV or hear some of the songs from the artists on ads and even to just see creatives coming together on different collaborations more than I did growing up it feels big, even if it's not as big, it just, it, it's a feeling and it's a good feeling to know that, you know, home and community is coming together in those ways and, and being able to be a catalyst. Um, like you said, I've, I've, I've been able to help other people do things that they want to do creatively and to be able to be a catalyst for that has been the highlight of it all, to be honest. Um, it's nice to be able to get my work out there, but to hear somebody tell me, Lori, I wouldn't have been able to be considered an artist without you. That's like mind blown. That was That's real. of my career, period, a blessing. Like I, there's no other words for that. That's just been really something amazing to feel that commun communal um, pride. I feel like that's what life's about. That That's what life's all about. We we could have whatever you know. We could have the things we need, but I feel like what what good are they if we're not sharing with our friends or or making a new friend or hel helping people become yeah. friends? It goes so it it goes so deep, right? And but just helping people, being there for others, being kind, giving, though, just it makes such a difference. A little bit of love goes a long way. Yeah, that was the name of my grant project, and um, that's really words that I live by because I've seen it time and time again. Even the smallest thing makes such a monumental difference in somebody's life. Even just encouragement, even just saying, "Yo, you're amazing." It's it's so true. It's so true, and I feel like the best way to be blessed is to be a blessing. You want to be blessed? Go be a blessing. Go out mm -hmm. there. Go. Oh, you're not blessed enough? Go bless someone else and see how and you And watch that come back. Watch that even yeah. even if it's just a feeling. Watch that come on back to you. Even in, even in just your pride and the way you feel for the rest of that day, that blessing is coming back to you. And that's not why you do it. You don't do it for the blessing for what you get back. But just putting it out there, it just... That's the law of attraction. You naturally going to bring that right back to you. So why not, you know? No, it's so real. It's so important. And I think it's great that, you know, we both grew up as artists and we still stay artists. So to, we know what people are going through. We, we, we've, we have the pain. We know how it feels to be unheard or we know how it feels to, to maybe not get, featured in an article or a publication or something where many other people are but then mm -hmm. it's like but then you said it like the feeling what what are you doing and what feeling is it giving you right and um there's all these exterior there's all these prizes and trophies and little things to put on the mantle but how do you really feel inside and um i've just been seeing your grind and your dedication to to just being a great human 
and it's it's just great to see. Maybe you could talk about that first time you kind of introduced yourself to the world, because I know that's not always easy. You you know you you're home, you're collecting stuff, you're you're waiting for your moment to be like, oh look look what I do. So maybe you could kind of talk about how you even introduced your work to the world. Check check. Yeah. So it's actually interesting to who I am. Just quick backstory um, to go home later. So um, I on on the on the jot form needed to um, do the interview. Uh, Dave asked to describe yourself in three words, and of course I couldn't. I'm so multifaceted. I do so many things. I wear so many hats on any given day that I really struggled with that simple question to answer. What, who are you? Like give your description in three words. That was so hard. But the first one that I put and the first one that I always put and that I always identify with is homeschooling mom. I have two children and I have always homeschooled them even before COVID kind of mandated that for the rest of the world. I've, I've been a homeschooler. Um, so I say that, I bring that up to say that is kind of what started me in pushing myself artistically in a professional limelight. I've always been an artist. I've always been one to paint and doodle and do things um, and create things, but I've never thought to be a paying artist, to sell myself in that way or do that professionally. So um, I had my child, my first child. Um, I think it was a gift that I got like a face painting set. Two or three week time period after our homeschooling lessons, my son would say, hey, paint me into Spider-Man or Iron Man. And I started face painting, just in the, just hanging out with my son, giving him a treat after our, our lessons. So one time I had a neighbor who was a really good friend of my son and they had a birthday party. And I remember that year not really having, I don't know if I didn't have the funds, I probably didn't have the funds, or I just forgot that I had the birthday party and I just like slipped up there and just wasn't able to get a gift. But I said, I have this face paint kit. Let me bring it and let me offer you face paint for the event. So I did face paint. Everybody loved it. Everybody was like, wow, do you do this? Is this something that you offer? So that was my first kind of hello, my introduction to the world. Um, I face painted and everybody loved it and wanted a business card. The next week happened to be um, Halloween and I did more face paint on me and, and my son and my sister-in-law. We went to a party actually in Westerly where you're from. We went to one of the Westerly festivals and everybody asked about my face paint. That was it. From there, I was just like, maybe this is something I can pursue. So that was my first introduction to like the world and, and putting myself out there. Um, and then from there, it was just skyrocketed. I just kept doing more events. And then I, I was introduced to um, Hub 17 and was able to have people just that little bit of encouragement. And somebody saying, Lori, you're really dope. You can do this and yeah. you can make money from it and you can be fruitful and provide by doing what you love and that encouragement just kind of I started doing canvases and being able to sell canvases and hub encouraged me to start curating and start doing exhibits and and it's just been 
what else do I want to do? It's like, what other dream can I tackle creatively and, and put myself out there? And it's just been like one catalyst after another and just a beautiful journey of evolution in my creative profession because that's not my only source of income that's that's not the only thing I do I'm multifaceted I have other things that I that are priority in my life but that's what brings me joy and I'm able to also bring some kind of income and also share that with the world and be a catalyst like that's just like a win-win you know so yeah that was like my introduction was face paint and I still kind of do it here and there but I'm just like multi-layered and, and putting myself out there in other ways as well. So that's amazing. I always kind of see these moments and I call them like the push in the pool, right? When you get pushed in the pool, what do you have to do? You have to figure out a way to swim or like, yeah. or get to the other side or, or grab onto something. Right. But you kind of figure it out. You're like, all right, well, I'm not going to just go to the bottom. I want to, I want to keep floating. I want to figure it out. Like, float. Wanna, yeah, yeah. I'll swim gonna... a little. Then I'll do this. I, so that's cool that you were doing something you love for someone you love. And then things just kind of kept snowballing, just kind of, snowballing. And yeah. then you, that, that special moment where you're able to pick up on it. Like, Oh, wait a minute. This is really, this is something. Let me keep adding mm -hmm. to this. Let me keep, let me keep contributing to this. And then, then it's like your garden and you're just like, all right, well, I want to keep planting this. I want to keep adding to this. I'm going to put more effort into this. And then you just start seeing things blossom. And it's a beautiful thing just to see progress mm -hmm. and to see growth and then to help others grow. And, and, and as you said, feel the gratitude while expressing yourself. Like what a blessing. That's so great. That's so amazing. So you got two kids. That's, Thank you. Thank that's you. amazing. Yeah, and the whole... Yes, who's actually in the middle of, like, trying to grab my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to say one second. Oh, that, that's mom life. Oh, my goodness. I love when I ask, describe yourself, and then you said that first. Yeah, well, I that's, that... always, that's always the first thing. I think that's just so special because I was literally thinking about that today. Like, Dave, who are you to these people? Who are you to this person? Who are you to this person? You have a different role. You are you, but you have a different role in everyone's life. And everyone has a different need. And I was just saying to myself, like, Dave, your role here is different than your role here. And if you got this role for this person oh it sure is you better you better be a good one you know don't just sh show up and get a d on your your test like show up and deliver and and get that a in your role for who whoever that is in your life right whether it be your partner your kid and um i was actually just having that talk with myself today which is really amazing and then to just see that you know you own it and boom, right there. Your, your kid was right there. Boom. You figured it out. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet your kids. Um, we, I think it's just so crazy. I, I wanted to bring up this moment. Your son, mm -hmm. Prince, is the youngest person I ever had a meeting with. 
ever who wanted to have a meeting with me, which was, uh, how old was he when I we know. had that meeting? I remember, I remember that day. <laughs> I remember that day like yesterday. Um, he was, he I like think, seven? I think six yeah. um, was when he started. I actually have his shirt on right now. <laughs> no, he was, he was turning six. It was before his sixth birthday. Wow. So yeah. So shout out to him. That was a great meeting. I've I've seen I'm nothing but growth and how old is he now? He's twelve and wow. he is taller than me. <laughs> he I think he might be taller than you. Um he's 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 growing like so fast before my eyes, the both of them. Wow. Um it's so cliche to say, but like time really does fly. They're growing up so fast and it's it's um it's amazing to see to see the growth and also to just let them come into their own. So when just just a quick, quick backstory on Prince, because I know he'd probably say um, he'd probably try to sue me for copyright infringement of saying his name and his, com- <laughs> and his company name. But just to bring him up a little bit, um, just to see his growth creatively, you know, he wanted to do something when he was six and that's young, but I encouraged it. And, um, I did break out into like a momager mode, but I also had to check myself in those moments to say, is this still his vision? You know, so to be able to give him that space to say at six, I want to sell hats and I want to make money. All right, cool. Let's figure that out. And then when he didn't want to do it, all right, cool. That's okay too, to take moments of rest and to figure out what you want to do. So being able to see him navigate that as he's growing up and coming into his own personality, you know, like he went through a moment where he was hot, he was on fire. He was making the pearl of pieces for the hats and doing his thing. And then he didn't, he didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to just kind of be a kid. And that was, that was cool too. And then he got back into it. He wanted to start selling shirts and getting back into it. That was cool too. So to be able to give them that space and that freedom to, to pursue, um, that's that's really been a highlight and a blessing to see Prince go through that. And, you know, you were there in the beginning um, with the hats and, you know, inspiring him in that way. Um, so thank you for, you know, still circling back and, and checking <laughs> in with Prince and what he's up to. Oh yeah. He's currently not selling any shirts. I'm wearing I'm wearing one of his designs okay. and not like the one I still wear his hats all the time. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like his biggest <laughs> cheerleader. I'm gonna show the back if you could see it. Okay. okay. E design. Hey. Yo, make sure yeah. to go support so, and follow the home. Yeah. Go follow. It's E E Designs by PL. Um, he doesn't post much, but you know what? Maybe you might wake up and and he's posting and he's selling <laughs> again. So don't you don't want to miss that exclusive gamer merch. So make sure you follow the baby. Yeah, that's real. That that was a moment, and I, that I'll always remember that because never have I had yeah. a meeting with someone so young. I've had meetings with many people too, many ages, double my age, mm-hmm. half my age him was like maybe ninety one tenth of my age, whatever it was, right? Um I think I, I had Leo too. You yeah, met you, you met both. Leo yeah. too. I had I had the young one with me as well, I believe. So yeah, what, what yeah, was, that was cool. That was cool. Was we so actually cool um, played it. a game. 
Oh, yeah. There was something that stood out, though, because I've had a lot of meetings. But him, and Mm -hmm. it's so crazy because I was was thinking about this earlier. Like, I have meetings with people, and then I get so emotionally connected to their dream. Mm -hmm. It, like, gets me sad if they don't follow through. Or they just kind of mm-hmm. drop it, and and because I get so hype about other people's dreams, and then they share with me, I'm like, oh yeah, did this and this, but something about him, and I can't say everyone has done this. They followed through. Mm-hmm. They said they were gonna do something, and he did it. And mm-hmm. I've had meetings with many people who just they could have blew up a freaking balloon and flew over Germany. Of how much helium they were blowing. Mm. And then. And it just deflated really quick. No follow up. Him he was just off and running. So shout out to him. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. And um, that's amazing. So maybe that. Ma- that leads Thank me you. to my question. You got a young person with a dream. Or they have something they're very passionate about. You talked about giving the freedom. When do you know when to push? When do you know when to like sit back? Like, how do you even navigate that? Because it's so. That's a good question. I always think about that. If I have a kid, do I over push? Do do I give them the freedom? Do I push them and then it'll help them? What would you mm-hmm. say to that? That's honestly, that's honestly something I'm still navigating and I'm still learning I just admitted that you know I I, at first I went into a momager moment and I might have pushed a little more than I felt I should and being able to be aware self-aware and being able to check yourself and I don't know there's there's no right or wrong answer I don't feel like to that it's different in every scenario it's different with every dream some dreams are more feasible than others I'm not saying that you shouldn't pursue those ambitious dreams, but sometimes you need that awareness to know when there's other steps before the ambitious dream. You know what I'm saying? So being able to just discern, um, being able to self-aware and check yourself in those moments, like I said, I'm still learning. Like, Maybe I could push my kids a little more to do things. Maybe I'm a little too lax. Maybe I might wake up tomorrow and be that mom that's like, nah, we going to, you're going to go to this social, this homeschool social, whether you want to or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's all a journey. It's all a learning process. Everybody's different. And just being able to have compassion in those moments, I think is what's important. Yeah. I was talking about this a week or so ago with my friend Johnny. We're all here, right? We're all well, we're all looking at each other that are here. And it's just like like me, I could eat a bunch of blueberries and be fine. But my sister, she could eat some mangoes and it could be like threat life threatening, right? So we're all kinda we're all kinda built a, differently. And we're all truly one of one, right? So we really, and I love the word compassion because maybe I grew up with this tough love vibe, but then you're, you meet someone and they're going through something 
that may not work for that person in that moment, right? So I th- I love how you just said it's always learning. It's a journey because every experience is mm-hmm. a new one. I literally exactly. try to learn every moment from everyone I can. And, um, that's, that's literally a homeschooler's motto is the whole world is your classroom. It's not just the traditional schooling, literally a, a, a situation going down the block to the corner store could teach you a lifelong lesson that that just wasn't sticking in any other situation. So literally everything yeah. is a lesson and a new a new opportunity to be a better version of yourself or a better idea or a better, you know, it's, yeah. it's always. Yeah, we're always update, updating our operating system, right? There's all these times with our phone, we're like, oh, I'll put it on hold. Oh, maybe I'll I'll reinstall it next time. Oh, I only have two gigabytes left. But I feel like we always got to be updating our operating system. You know, I'm Absolutely. getting a, I'm getting a little older. Yeah. Okay, I don't I don't lose weight the same. I gotta I gotta start doing this more. Oh, I gotta I can't be eat I can't eat four bags of starbursts or whatever a sour patch a day right like as we grow we're just we're changing yeah. too that, that we're updating that brings me to a little bit of um something that i want to touch on that you're talking about is calibration which is a, a topic that i spoke on with another podcast um with my good friend ash Check out her podcast, Duality Pod Calibration. And in a like a definition standard, like the definition of that is to be able to measure to a certain standard. Usually when we talk about calibration, we're talking about maybe of a tool, right? You calibrate your phone to know how far it is from the floor, or you calibrate, you know, uh, a picture to make sure that it's straight, right? You're measuring it to a standard. And when you talk about yourself, you're calibrating yourself because maybe a pattern that worked yesterday doesn't work today. So you set a new standard for what works throughout your day. You know, so calibration is really big for me because, um, like I said, it's a journey. You're always growing and you're always learning. So just that's 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 the message that I just wanted to say real quick is it's okay to recalibrate yourself. You know, yesterday's standard may not work for today. Um, so right. just check in. So just check in with yourself, you know, and, and be able to say what's working, what's going to work today for the goal that I have or for whatever priority is in front of you. And that's how you're able to tackle and grow. And- that's so real. What are some habits that you've you've formed to be able to do so, so many things because you, you know, you're home with your kids, but then you, you kind of jump to the hub and you, you, I, I literally saw you, you, you got to the venue and there were a hundred pieces and I was like, the show was about to start in an hour or so. And I was like, there was a piece of me that was like, yo, how is she going to get this gonna done? Open it? I was like, right. she's like. You're like, yeah, you know, don't worry, we got this. I'm like, all right, all right, don't worry. I'm going to just keep doing this. Literally an hour later, it w- I was like, oh, my goodness. So how do you kind of just jump 
and multifacet like that? Like, do you have any habits that I you do? Do you have anything that kind of keeps you kind no, of focused, um, even manic. though you're kind of all over too? I'm I'm manic. I think that adds to it. I I, I work well under pressure. Come here. I'm sorry, mom. Mom in me again. Um, I'm manic and I just have to juggle sometimes and multitask. Um, one of my uh, kind of coin phrases about myself is that I'm, I'm a renaissance woman and I'm able to kind of do anything I put my mind to. Um, so maybe it's my ADD. Maybe it's just that I'm manic and I like to be all over the place. I don't have any real um, like gems to drop as far as like habits that I've formed, to-do lists help me a lot. Um, I have like a to-do list of to-do lists. Um, that's probably the only gem that I would drop on that front. But I think it's just like my personality trait to be able to juggle so many things. And, and that was one of the things I also wrote on your job form is navigating being an overactive dreamer. You know, I have so many different avenues that I'd like to pursue and so many different ideas. So I don't know, it's just, it's just the dreamer in me that likes to do things and kind of likes to be, <laughs> kind of likes to reinvent myself and create, create myself whenever I get a chance or I'm inspired to do so. That's beautiful. That's so awesome. What do you think about inner dialogue? Are you saying things oh. to yourself? Are you? Yes, absolutely. What do you say yeah, to that's, yourself? That's very important. Yeah, how important um, is it? Is there any little mottos I, or quote, um, quote? Like, what do you say to yourself when you're going through? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There are days where I do feel inadequate or I do feel overwhelmed. And I do feel like, whoa, you have a lot to do today and you have a lot to accomplish. And and sometimes those thoughts come up. Of course, I'm human. I don't, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm doing a million things a day. So when those thoughts come up, I give it space. I try not to judge myself on why I'm thinking that. I just kind of feel it and go through it. And then I just take a deep breath and I just get to the next task. Or I tell myself, no, you can do it because you have before. Or I remind myself of the journey that I've already overcome. And that kind of gives me the push to keep going. And if that, if all else fails, I look at my kids and my kids give me that motivation that I need because, you know, there's other lives that depends on me to get some of these things done. So that's yeah. also a motivating uh, force. Um, but yeah, affirmations are very important. I think it's really important to be able to hold space for yourself and talk to yourself like there's a thin balance between accountability and compassion because you want to be able to give yourself space when you're not feeling adequate. You know, you don't want to beat yourself up because that only causes more damage. But there has to be times where you're like, okay, I cannot wallow. I have to get up and I have to get things done. So there's like a very thin line of compassion and accountability. I'm still navigating that. Some days I fail. Some some days I'm, I'm unable to meet every item on my to-do list. I think it's important to just wake up the next day and keep trying. Don't let it deflate you because that's you're just going to continue to go on that pattern of, of beating yourself up and not really getting anywhere. So I think affirmations are really important if it keeps you motivated. 
especially if you don't have a support system outside of yourself, you know, you need to be that support for yourself. That's real. Do you watch baseball by any chance? My partner does. Yeah. Um, so not so wife. often. It's funny. I actually used to play soft. I used to play softball. <laughs> so um, I, I I know a little bit. If you're about to use the term, I may know. I may know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm sure he he's aware of Aaron Judge, right? He just passed the the record. For, yeah. Right. So, but let, like let's pull it up real quick. He was at bat three hundred and seventy three times. So, did he hit a home run every time? Not at all. No. Oh, no. Excuse me. 570 times. So, currently and he, he has... he hit six, 373. Uh, uh, so, he hit 62 home runs. But it took him 570 okay. at-bats. So, like, I love that. Wow. You just keep going. And you keep finding a way. And you're like, you all right, going. well... You, and you keep trying. Yeah. All right. I failed yesterday. All right. Today's a new day. Time to go. And I got people. That's when that's when recalibration comes into fact, too, because yesterday's swing didn't work out so well. All right. So maybe I'm going to change my stance up a little bit. And right. now you hit, now you're hitting home runs once you recalibrate yourself. So that's yeah. That's yeah. Right. All of that. Mm -hmm. What I've been doing recently, Lori, and I've actually never done this in my almost 40 years of mm -hmm. being here is just paying attention to my breathing and just being like, all right, all you're going to do right now is mm -hmm. breathe. And it could be like in the heat of the moment. Like I try to do it when I'm like, like, oh shit. Like I feel like I'm on fast forward and I'm like, all right, just breathe. Just think about breathing. Right. Cause I, we spent, I spent all this time focusing on design focusing on aesthetic focusing on measuring I'm doing mm -hmm. how much how many minutes a day do i even think about breathing where i'm like all right just breathe think about yeah. it go in and i love the Dave, you're meditating yeah. no but it's, yeah. it's 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 the intention behind it you know just taking that moment to just focus on something so simple that we take for granted as breathing like that's yeah. powerful because it's just, it's something we do all day without thinking about it. So that's, that's powerful. I just needed to remind you that that's, you've been doing that, but to be able to focus and hone in on that one specific thing, that's, that's big. So kudos to you. That's good. That's, <laughs> you're going to you. see that how time progresses, what comes up for you as you're focusing on just the breathing aspect of it. It's, yeah, I'm excited for you for that. So it's this is kind of crazy. You and I have the same favorite artist. So maybe you could kind of do we? That's so cool. <laughs> so maybe kind of tell me how you even stumbled upon this artist, who it is, and why, okay. and all that good stuff. So. I was actually going to wear the shirt that I have. Um, our favorite artist is Keith Haring. Um, he is a pop art artist. Um, I don't know too many facts. I, maybe I'm a bad fan, but I don't know all, all his facts. But I do know that when um, my mother brought us to Brooklyn from Florida, uh, so I'm kind of 
um, seeing him in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. He had, I'm not sure if it was a mural or just like an installation of his work, um, but I don't know. I just, I just fell in love. It was literally my first interaction with New York art. And I just remember saying, mommy, who made that? That's so beautiful. And she told me the artist and that name just always stuck out to me. And, and we didn't really have like social media or like phones to be able to like look up Keith Haring. So for me, for that name at such a young age, I mean, I moved there to Brooklyn or that experience that I'm talking about was like around five or six. So for that name to stick out throughout all those years before information was at our fingertips, I think I think that's really profound that that's what his art did for me. Um, and it definitely influenced me in my line work. Um, I do a lot of like doodles and then they don't look like Keith Haring's work, but um, it kind of was like my interpretation when I was younger and I just kind of it's like where I go in my meditative state when I'm doing my noodles it is Keith Haring really inspired that. Um, and like I said, that's always just been an artist name that stuck out to me and his work always just resonated with me in that way because, you know, he does a lot of heart designs and all of his people are usually like lifting up that just, it spoke to me, you know, that's, that's literally lifting people. That's, that's why he's my favorite. Um, I miss, we, he just had like a, an, an exhibit in, in Pennsylvania. I was oh, really wow. upset to miss it because I was, you know, go, I was going through, I was going through my health uh, journey and having to prioritize and take care of myself. But um, it was like supposed to be like almost like that immersive experience like that they had with the Van Gogh. Um, so I, I wish I could have seen that, but just to know that his art is still alive and still like making waves you know that's that's really cool i hope i hope the money is going to his family and you know that's all of that is working out well um but yeah he's he's really dope if you don't know his work i please i highly suggest you just look it up once you see it you'll know you'll know what we're talking about you'll know the artist um but he <laughs> his work deserves his his name to be heard so keep hearing go look him up it's and it's so cool because i have I've met people that I saw wearing the shirt and I would talk to them about it. And they're like, oh, well, I just like, I just like the design. I, I don't even know who this is. I like, just like the design. Uh -huh. so I'm like, bro, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, come on. I was like, do a little Googling. Information was, is right at our fingertips. It's, it's crazy. You can literally find out so much and, yeah. and 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 learn so much so yeah do do some google if you don't know something just google it that's another gem that's a big one <laughs> do your research yeah he's a, he was a big inspiration to me uh freshman year of college just it just stood out to me it just stood out to me we watched a documentary about him and it was like the it was like one of few things in college where i remember like mm. college time was kind of a blur because I was learning a lot of things outside of college that were more of like the lessons that I think I needed. But I just remember that lesson watching the documentary and it just, I was like, and he would be fearless. He would go to the subways and he would paint chalk on the subways. So he yeah. technically mm -hmm. it was like you could clean it up rather easily. He wasn't just doing spray paint in the group. 
in the subways. Mm-hmm. But it was it was these like special moments. It was viral stuff before the word viral and just doing things yeah. open and just being like, all right, I'm in the city. And then it just, he, he was in dope company, you know, Andy Warhol, freaking Basquiat. It was just like a really special yeah. time. It was also a very a time where a lot of partying was happening, and um, you know, he lived fast. But I'm happy to see his work continue to live on and continue to inspire. And, yeah. Um, it was just larger than okay. life stuff. I, I I would just love how he, he there would be pay, uh, pictures of him like pointing down, and he, the whole floor would be completely filled, and it would be like, well, how does he even get out of this? Because he was in the middle of it, and the, there was just a mural on the floor of what he was painting, and it was just, it was just so nice to see someone's imagination just come to life. So that's amazing that that's uh, one of your favorites. So, you know, we're talking about a lot of different things. You brought it up. You were gonna go to Pencil. You were gonna go to Pennsylvania, but there was something that was going on, you know, and. Maybe we could talk about that because that's some, you know, that's quite a life experience of what you went through. So yeah. maybe we could talk a little bit about that and um, yeah. the journey um, of that. It's, uh, it's, it's a journey that I'm, I'm still going through and that still uh, takes precedence in, in my life. Um, so I was diagnosed with cancer in 2021 and it was like, a whirlwind, give me apologies. It was a whirlwind experience. I mean, hearing you're sick with something so serious and so heavy and something that has already taken so many lives is, is devastating to say the least. Um, and why I wanted to talk about it, you know, some people are very private with their health um, besides bringing, you know, awareness to, you know, cancer and, and being sick. Um, I wanted to bring it up because it really was a catalyst, a make or break moment for me in my creative career. Um, and why that was, was because at the same time I found out I was sick, I was encouraged by Kenny over at Hub, shout out to Kenny, um, to apply for a creative grant um, by Staten Island Arts, uh, Staten Arts. And At that time, nobody really knew I was sick. I didn't even know I was sick, honestly, when he planted the seed for me to do the grant. But I sat back and I thought about what getting a creative grant could mean um, and the opportunities that it could open up. And I sat on that idea for about a month, like in December of 2020. Mind you, it's 2020, like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. and we're, I'm still trying to figure out how I can kind of translate my art to to still to still be able to to utilize my passion, you know, to be able to put myself out there. So I sat with what getting a grant could do for me, and I decided to go for it on January first. Um, and the application is due January thirty first, so I had less than a month to put this crazy proposal together and I did it and I hit submit on January 31st. And then I found out I had cancer on February 3rd, which was like 
two days later. Um, and that was like the scary moment because it was like, I just tapped, <laughs> I just asked the universe for all of this work and all of this abundance professionally and creatively. And then I just found that I was sick. And it was just so many thoughts going through my mind of, can I do this? Like those voices coming up of inadequacy and, and anxiety and fear of, can I overcome not only this disease that literally takes lives, but also can I live life while doing it? Can I push myself creatively and share my talent with the world? If God forbid, this is my time to go. So it was like really like a moment in my, my life where it was like, Lori, you asked for this. Do you, how bad do you want it? Are you going to persevere? Are you going to push through whatever life is throwing at you right now, which is cancer, which is, that shit is heavy. Sorry for cursing again, but it's heavy. So yeah. it was a make or break moment for me. At that moment, I didn't know I had the grant yet, but still it was, I had, Kenny at Hub encouraging me to do an exhibit. So I had creative opportunities that I never had before to be a curator and to do something else. Um, so I had all these things that I had already asked for finally coming to me in a moment where I felt like broken and I felt, I, can, I, can I get this done? And that was like a pinnacle point in my life where yeah, affirmations helped a ton. And prayers helped a boatload and just, just pushing myself, just waking up. And whenever those hard feelings came up, just saying, all right, feel them. And then let's get to the next task. You've got more to do on that to-do list before it's your time. And that time, as I found out, could be sooner than we initially thought. You know, I'm young. I'm 30. I was 32 at the time. Uh, 31 at the time. I don't even remember. I'm so old. I forget these things, no, but no. young, 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 young by any really standard, um, still have so much more to do. But when you hear cancer, it's like, damn, I could go tomorrow. Um, so that was like a really big moment. And I just pushed through it and I was able to curate my first exhibit ever. And I did that. Nobody knew I was sick. Um, wow. And I was hurting. I I was, I was in pain, but I, I didn't let that deter me from the vision that I had, you know, the dream that I had to make waves in this creative community um, and to be a catalyst for other artists. Because it wasn't just an exhibit for myself. I put a lot of other artists into that show and I brought them with me. Um, and then I had uh, another per another amazing creative opportunity as I'm sick and having to deal with diagnosis and all of these things. I had Kinetic Arts, which is another amazing gallery that opened up. Um, and I was able to showcase my art for the first time in an official exhibit, in an official gallery. So I was able to like do these things I've always dreamed of doing, like have my work as an official gallery exhibit like that. That to me was just to be able to do that and still persevere those negative thoughts that were in my head man wow it's 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 amazing it's nothing short of amazing and yeah that being able to continue to create through that is i think what helped me 
what helped me cope. Um, so flash forward a, a few months, you know, I was able to get surgery and have life-saving surgery. And I was able to be aligned with the right doctors and the right care. And I'm in remission, thank goodness. And wow. it's still it's still something that sits on me. You know, I'm I'm on probation. It's it's cancer could come back and I don't want to speak on it. I don't want to speak that into existence, but it's it's a reality that is always with me. So when those thoughts come up, like you said, affirming yourself and telling yourself, look what you've already overcome. Look what you can accomplish and look at the impact you can have on people's lives. You know, that that kind of puts those fears and anxieties at bay and it kind of allows you to push through with them. So that's how I was able to really heal through creating. Wow. I'm so uh, touched by that. That's that's uh, I'm just so happy. You know, you're meant to be here. You're such a blessing to so many people, your family, the creative community, your friends, the people that you may not even know their name. You've helped these people um, and you've given people platforms. So I'm just I know you're meant to be here and I'm just so happy you're here. And I'm I'm. I'm just, uh, thank you. That's about amazing. to get me emotional. <laughs> um, that's, thank you. Um, that's something else. Just to just hear that and to to see you and you know just not letting anything stop you, right? And just that's oh man, that's uh, you're you're meant to be here, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. Just to during that time. There was so much weight on your shoulders, uncertainty and questions like, what do we even do? And then, but you had art during that time and it, how important is art to you? Like to just have that for healing, like. I didn't even know how important art was to me until then. I've always, like I said, I've always been an artist I've always doodled on anything I could and painted or colored or was creative in some form or fashion I didn't realize how important it was to my mental health until I relied on it to survive Wow! because in that moment I was almost I was almost on like a um think of the word autopilot I was almost on an autopilot I was just having to do my testing having to do my homeschooling having to go to the doctors having to come home and cook and clean and take care of the babies and take care of my partner's company and take care of Prince's company because he's still running his thing and take care of pandemic things I was on autopilot but when I was able to just stop and create I was feeling the feelings and sitting with those and I didn't even really realize how therapeutic that was and how much I need art to just keep my sanity sometimes so even though I'm a multifaceted artist so even though maybe sometimes my art looks like acrylic on a canvas 
in those moments, I could barely even get up to paint. I was in pain. So I would grab my phone and do digital art where I would conceptualize an event. And that was my way of creating and just not disassociating, but being able to take my mind off of the pain and heal yeah. through that and transmute that pain into something else. You know, that's how I survived. So wow. how important is art? Yo, art is life or death in those moments. <laughs> wow. So to answer that, yeah. That's something else. Thank you for, for the platform to be able to share this. Um, I, I talk about it with, you know, people in my circle and Ash, my, my good, my good uh, friend and fellow podcaster um, has been, you know, like, you know, the space is open when you're ready to share your journey. She has had a firsthand witness to my spiritual and my healing and creative journey. So she always leaves the opportunity open um, and that it hasn't felt right to talk about it with her because I, she already knows the ins and outs of it, mm. but it just, it wasn't the time to speak on it and, and to be able to speak on it now in this moment. I'm, I'm appreciative of that because it's important to share your story. Like you said, you don't even know who you're inspiring. So even if I reach one person, you know, whether I know them, it's, it's, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to be able to just speak my testimony and whether it helps somebody or not, I was able to put that in the universe. So thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Um, it's, it's just been such a journey. You know, we've, we've been friends for a few years and just, we've only hung out once or twice, just meetings. Right. But every time was just very memorable. And every time I saw you, you were just so full of joy and like, you were always there with your kids, even if you were working. And it was just like, you left just such a positive impression on me. And then just seeing everything you've gone through. And it was during one of the craziest times where like everyone was losing hope and everyone, I know so many people that are <clears throat> still trying to get hope back from that time. And they weren't even going through that, you know? So to just hear your journey and for you to share it, it, it means the world to me. And um, I'm, you're just meant to, you know, I'd, I'd say it, but you know, you're, you're here for a reason, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I love that you've answered the call. You found your calling, you know, being there for your fam not limiting yourself to just one type of art, just being like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this. I'm, and just keep searching and keep creating. It's just such a beautiful thing. It was just, I, I remember I reached out to you when I was going through a time where I kind of felt lost and I wasn't going through anything besides feeling like disconnected with the community. And then I reached out to you, um, to do an event. That's something. Oh. And it was one of the most amazing. Don't diminish that. That's something. Why? What? It it was one of the most. You said you weren't going through anything, but you were. Yeah. Sorry, it's a delay. Oh Go no, ahead. all good. Um, yeah. Well, compared, right? You you know you're you're handling miracles and making things, making magic, right? And I was just like, oh well, I'm I'm a little lonely or whatever. Um, I miss throwing events, so I hit you up. And we, we go on to throw one of the illest events, I would say, 
ever. Yeah. Out of yeah, yeah, at least in my lifetime so far. Um, you know, Dream Camp was a special moment for me. You know, so I'm I'm grateful for you. That was our first time collaborating. We've always just supported each other. And um you you've always bought hats for me when you didn't even know me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we had meetings with your son and then but there was just a there was something that hit me. I was like, you know what, like this woman's like a, a light right here. I was like, let me hit her up and let let me just see if she's even available. I know she got a bunch of kids, I know she's throwing all these other events. And I appreciate that so much. That that event meant so much to me to be able to support our friend James. And the vibe that, that night was just, it was just a special day. Yeah, it was really, um, really an honor to be able to not only collaborate with somebody that I, I have looked up to in the events, creative kind of Staten Island community, but also for it to be such a worthy cause, you know, being able to help, being able to fundraise period is always good. But, you know, sometimes these fundraisers go to like these big box kind of corporations and it's hard to really feel connected to the cause because it's so generalized and you don't really know where it's going, you know? So not saying that these big box fundraisers aren't a worthy cause most of them are um but to be able to know that that money and that support is going to like a neighbor or to somebody who really deserves that and you know exactly it's where it's going you know it's going to their bills it's going to feed their family it's going to provide them a little bit of breathing space when those medical bills come to know that just literally adds the cherry on the Sunday. So yeah, it was a dope event. It's always dope vibes at Hub. It's always a, a nice time when you get good music and good performances and have that good energy. But just to know that it's benefiting somebody that really needs it is like, man, thank you for letting me be able to help facilitate that because that's that's important you know I want my kids to see that philanthropy I want them to know that by putting good out there you know you you can make a difference in something as simple as having a little party you know not a little yeah. party it was big it was big vibes big dope vibes <laughs> but you know what I mean shout out to James and his family you know I, I I don't know them personally but I always put my prayers like I'm I'm very big on lifting people in prayer so once you told me what James was going through you know him and his family have been in my prayer since so every time you give an update where it's some progress you know that's really really good to hear so I'm I'm really honored that we were able to do that for them um I look forward to you know doing more things like that um as as they come you know as the opportunity presents itself so yeah that was just I completely feel the same. It was an honor and and yeah, that one was so much fun and it was so dope collaborating. I feel like there's gotta be another one next year or something. So uh Of course. I feel like Dream <laughs> Camp should be a continuous thing. Even if I'm not saying I'm not gonna be around, but even if I'm not in the in Staten Island to be able to facilitate that, you that should that should definitely be a thing. Um yeah. 
Yeah, because the Tigers got to come back and win, okay? <laughs> I don't I, – listen, Tigers all day, every day, okay? Tape deck Tigers. It was such a – it was like a – it was like a birthday party, you know, like your 16th birthday, and you're like, oh, man. And then I, I remember I was like, it was such a high, and then I'm like, ooh, and I'm like, damn. I, I was <laughs> but, Back to reality, right? Yeah, so yeah. I actually came from vacation to that event. So, like, I was, like, relaxing for two <laughs> weeks or 10 days prior, um, and the event was the next day. So to be thrown from like relaxation to straight New York energy vibes, it was like everybody was bouncing off the wall. Um, it was definitely an experience. It was it was good energy, but to come from like this type of energy to like this type of energy was definitely fun. Um, yeah, threw me right back into the social swing of things. So. It was cool. And the swing of things continues because you got an yeah. amazing, you got something that's going to be going for many seasons. So maybe you could kind of break that down for us. Um, yes, so we, yes, that I'm, would be I'm great. I'm looking forward to it. I was able to be good friends and I encouraged her to get a grant the same way I was able to get a grant through Staten Island Arts. Um, I kind of put it out there to all of my friends that kind of don't consider themselves artists. I was like, listen, you have a dope idea. The city is giving money for dope ideas, like for you to yeah. accomplish your dreams. So I kind of put that out there to a few people in my circle and encourage them, you know, let them know that I'd be there to support if they want to do it. Um, and my good friend unique was like, okay, I have an idea. Apply for the grant. She got the grant. So here we are about to kick off Seasons Perspectives is the name of the, uh, the grant project. Um, and the basics are that we will be joining in two different location parks on Staten Island. We have Conference House Park or Faber Park. Um, and we will meet in these two different locations once a season. So two different classes, once a season. And we will kind of just gather and draw inspiration from, you know, the park and throughout the seasons, we'll be able to kind of document the changes, not only that the seasons bring, you know, that we're physically seeing in the park, but also document ourselves. You know, we may come to the autumn part um, in Favor Park and paint this beautiful sunny scape. But then when we come back to winter, we're feeling those winter blues and now our pictures are more dreary, you know, and also your skill level. It could even be how you progress through, you know, practicing through those seasons. So it's like different layers to this project and really documenting how you feel in this shared experience. So you're coming to the park and we'll provide you with the canvases and the painting. We also have a really, really good instructional video um, that was put together by Unique, myself, an amazing local artist uh, by the name of Joseph Wideline and Kenny over at Hub. We were able to put together this exclusive video that kind of gives you general techniques that you would need to landscape but the idea of this class is we don't want to teach you how to paint art is innately in, in in you like there's art in everybody you can be creative it's art is subjective so what you feel may not look good you're in your head that's art that's beauty that is 
how you are expressing where you are in that time. So I, I feel like everything, even if it's a doodle, ask my kids, I hype them up because that is your expression. That is an extension of you. It's art, mm. even if it's just a doodad. So to be able to document that and offer that for people to, you know, see they, the way they progress. Um, so that you have the video, you have all the tools you need, you pull up, it's a BYOB. That means bring your own bottle, blanket, and blind, if that's what you choose, <laughs> do, do your own thing. Um, but we will supply uh, the canvas and the art and the, uh, the art supplies and the instructional video. And we just get together and paint in the park. And we are going to culminate the entire project by having all the participants back to exhibit their work. So we're inviting everybody to um, an opening reception. More than likely it'll be at Hub, but that will be determined at a later date. Um, and we'll be able to like just highlight all of the beautiful works and, and everybody's perspective and the season's perspectives. So yeah, that's the project. So I look forward to kind of being able to have the shared experience, but see the different perspectives of of everybody's experience. So That's I'm excited real. for that. Yeah. Seasons Perspectives is the name of the project. And I actually wrote some questions down because I was hearing about this uh, project. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm really hype about it. Um, these are Shoot. just some things I was a little curious about. There's something about just things changing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just It's inevitable. Yeah, I just love it. So I had a few I had a few random questions. Um What is your favorite thing about summer? Well, I'm like a summer baby. So my birthday's in June. I don't think that's technically summer, but it's usually hot. And yeah, I was born yeah, in I Miami. Yeah, summer. it is, right? And I was born in Miami, so like I need sunshine. So that heat, the sunshine that's my favorite part. That's what I need. Like, and the fact that time just feels like almost in such abundance, that's always like a good thing. I feel like I get yeah. so much done in the summer because you just, you know, the sun is shining, you have the energy, you have what feels like more time, even though mm -hmm. it's not. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's, that's my favorite part about summer. That's cool. What's your favorite part about winter? Nothing. <laughs> I don't like the winter. I hate being cold. I don't like the snow. It's such an inconvenience sometimes. Snow is pretty, but it's inconvenient. If you're a New Yorker, you know. Um, gotcha. I don't know. I I guess the holidays, like the family aspect, not even yeah. the holidays. I can't say the holidays because since being sick, holidays hit different. I don't like, I don't enjoy the pageantry of the holidays anymore but yeah. I really enjoy the time you know like yeah. it feels like the holidays bring more family time even oh, though yeah. I homeschool and I'm with my kids all day long it just it, it it feels a little different around the holiday time so maybe I, I would uh, say that gotcha I I was gonna ask what season were you born but you already told me um yeah and do summer. you feel most well, spring, inspired do you feel most inspired during your birthday season? I feel like I do. I have yeah. more energy. It, it's just something about the love, right? And I love that your Insta is a little bit of Lori love. You're getting so much love. You're spreading love. It's just, I feel like that's definitely my favorite word. 
it means everything. Um, would you yeah. move? Would you move somewhere where the and weather doesn't change, like where mm, it's summer the whole, one. like it's summer the whole year, like Florida or Cali? No. Why or why, or why not? See, but Florida, Florida, Florida changes the weather. You do feel that the weather changes. True. I I do like the change up. I do like to see you know the change of the color of the trees in the fall and i do like to even though i suffer horrible allergies i do like the spring to see the flowers becoming to become anew again you know so seeing the evolution and the change like i would miss that i don't think i don't think i could move someplace where it's literally the same all year round (laughs) nah not even hot not even like i would even though i don't like the winter time like i i would still i think miss it so what did you say about the what did you say the world is our classroom oh yeah that's that's the homeschoolers kind of motto the whole world is our classroom and i feel it's it's like everything is a lesson. Yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about dreaming. You live in New York, but you have a dream to go somewhere. You work hard. You find a way to go and you make it yeah. possible. You. That's what's so cool about the world we live in. We could literally be like, hey, I want to go to a little studio in Nebraska in someone's Airbnb and stay in like a like a freaking mobile home that, yeah <laughs> and you can but are you gonna dream it you know and so we could be wherever we live we have our address but we're not forced to stay there you know and that's something else you said you're not limiting don't limit yourself yeah right you're not even limited to your geography nowadays what a blessing that we're not even limited to where we are physically yeah. like we can just Mind you, there are some restrictions, what, what have you. We can't just blink ourselves someplace, <laughs> but we have the will, right? Where there's a will, there's a way. So if you have the dream, you can more than likely find a way to make it your reality. Yeah. Right? Yeah, our address is where we get mail and where we sleep most of the time. But mm-hmm. we could go, I could go to a museum in Maine tomorrow if I really want to. But do I want mm-hmm. to, you know, and then it kind of you hit that moment where like, are you willing to put in the time? Are you willing to put in the work? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to prepare? Because am I ready to go to Maine tomorrow? Do I do I know how much of a ro- long of a ride? <laughs> do I have gas? Do I, It's getting prepared or it's taking the trip and then dealing with things as they come. Right. Like you didn't expect certain things that were going to happen. Like you didn't know when you were 20 that certain things would be happening now. But when they started happening, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to figure this shit out and I'm going to fight through it. and I'm going to get through this stuff. It's just amazing. I love that term. The world is our classroom. And I've been thinking I've been saying might be a homeschooler at heart. It's so crazy. I've been I've been telling people like even myself, because I've been looking at a lot of homes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man this backyard oh what do i do and then i'm like wait a minute the world is my backyard like i could go to a park i could go to a golf course i could go to a i could go to venice courts in california you know if i dream a little bit but if i limit myself to being like oh well i just make this and this is just my backyard and this is all i could do 
that's all I'm going to do. And um, I've been yeah. just saying that to myself, mm. like, Dave, don't get down. If your backyard is going to be like this, the world is your backyard. And I love that the world is your classroom. That hits even harder. That was dope. Yeah, that was good. So you're just, I'm just so proud to see all this and hear your stories. And, you know, you're just blessing people on the daily. Thank you. I'm just excited to, for this new project um you know shout out to unique shout out to all the artists that um that participate in all your events it's just something and it seems like you're doing stuff more than i find friends on nickelodeon so it's kind of crazy um (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of crazy um so i'm just proud of you i can't wait to see what you do sometimes i take a step back and i and i look at all that I have like going on and that I'm doing and it's it's dope it's dope I'm out here doing it I'm out (laughs) here making my dreams into a reality and and being a catalyst for other people to make their dreams a reality yeah it's amazing and I'm just I can't imagine you know we met maybe six years ago or about and just to see the evolution of your dreams and how strong you've become and the things that you've accomplished and got through. I'm just excited to just see where the future. Okay. Just a brief cameo. Hey, Look man. at how big this guy Look, got. What? Look at this. <laughs> What's up? Look dude? at how tall he towers over me. He can't hear you, but a brief cameo. <laughs> yeah, just wave. Kinda. Oh, kind of. All right. Thank you, baby. <laughs> so he said, he sends his regards. Uh, tell him, <laughs> tell him I'm proud of him. I'm excited to see what he does next. And if he does drop those shirts, let me know because it does. Uh, I got some kicks and I got some hats that. Oh, I got you. I got you. We got we got a few. We oh, got okay. a few in inventory. I'll, I'll I'll shoot you the details. Okay, send me the details. That's awesome. I will. I appreciate I appreciate this talk. Um, yeah. I. I'm always nervous talking publicly sometimes, you know, that's like regular jitters, but in the few experiences I did have the opportunity to chat, I found it really beneficial to look back on those, like to, to recap and to just kind of hear what I'm saying. Cause you know, you have all these thoughts in your mind and you say them in your mind, but it sounds different when you're talking. Mm-hmm to somebody else. So I'm looking, I'm really, really looking forward to the playback, which I don't always, I'm not always looking forward to that. Cause you know, you get cringe, like, Oh, that's the way I, I sounded, know. or that's the facial expression I made. So like, not, I'm not looking forward to the cringe aspect, but I know that, you know, we spoke on a lot of good topics and I appreciate the conversation. Cause I know we dropped some gems, not even for anybody else other than, you know, what we can recall yeah in in uh, even a week from now you know where we'll be in a different mindset and to hear myself you know reflect on the journey i know is is going to be beneficial so it's so real and i thank you you know um for sharing your story but like i really do this to just talk to people that inspire me and people that that i've like even collabed with and maybe we've only talked a few minutes during even many months of process it's just so healing just to talk to someone and hear their story especially the stuff that you told me i could 
be going through anything. And all I got to do is kind of play this back and be like, oh, man, you know, like, you got this, man. You know, like, your friend was able to pull through and during one of the craziest times, you know. So, you know, anyone else that listens, but I'm just grateful I get to talk to, you know, people like you that and hear their stories. It it does, it helps me so much. And um, I'm happy that it's helped. So, Lori... Get me teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are probably wondering where could they catch you, where could they follow the journey, and um, and and connect with uh, your work and your and your projects. So I have um a few things you can follow me on. I have a website which is littlebitoflorylove dot com, and that's spelled out little l i t t l e. Um, and my name is L-O-R-I-L-O-V-E. So that's littlebitoflorylove.com. And that's also my Instagram handle, just with an A, a little bit of Lori Love. And I'm also on Facebook, though I don't really post so much on Facebook anymore. You can still find me there. And if you are interested in my projects, you can reach out and you can find me on Facebook at Lori Love. And yep, that's it. Um, I will be posting some things about the upcoming projects I have, Seasons Perspectives, and also some other things that are in the works. We're not going to jinx anything and speak on it too early, but uh, just stay tuned because I'm definitely out here making my dreams a reality and also being a catalyst for others to do the same. So stay tuned. So you heard it here, everyone. My friend did not let anything stop her during a time where it was a very dark time in the world. Things got, things hit the fan and it was like, oh man, where do I go from here? And she found a way. She kept the faith. She kept strong. She kept pushing. She used art as a healing tool and not only for herself, but gave other people a platform, still found time managed everything with all the responsibilities of, of being a mom and partner life responsibilities work made time for her passion and not only for herself but made a bridge for other people to cross and find ways to be creative and gave people the even the thought some people even said i didn't even know i was an artist until i met my friend Lori, and this woman is living proof that you could turn your dreams into reality, even on times where it's tough. It's probably maybe the hardest it's ever been, but she went the hardest mm. and she made it happen and she continues and make sure to connect, go to her events, check out all the work she's doing and all the amazing things she's doing in the community. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I look forward to to more events, more connections, more dreams being made. Yes. So thank you, everyone. Lori, thank you again. You're always welcome back. We can't wait to see your next works and projects. Thank you.